Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to my podcast. I'm Ray Holdridge, and we're calling this puppy My Understanding. Now, the interview was thrown together last minute, so I didn't have a name for the podcast at the time, but right now we're calling it My Understanding. Hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, apologize ahead of time for the quality of it. We recorded it on my phone, and it was just something that I really felt needed to be done. Uh, going forward, we're going to be having more of a studio sound, so never fear. Other than that, hope you guys enjoy My Understanding, Ray Holdridge's podcast. Okay, so this is the very first episode of Ray and whatever the heck title I'm going to give this podcast. Uh, guys, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for tuning in to what could possibly be episode one, maybe episode two, uh, hopefully a long-running 30 minute to one hour podcast kind of depends on how long I talk and if you know anybody who knows me it it could go for a while definitely <laughs> um, so the whole point of this podcast guys is really look I'm just a guy I'm a guy who lives in Southern California um, but I grew up with a lot of women in my family a lot of strong sometimes brash uh, Latino women and because of that I grew up with a certain point of view and I I made a lot of friends with gals, but at the same time, I played sports, I lift weights, I game out. Hey, I've seen porn. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> I have seen the female naked body, but I've kept really strong relationships with women. And throughout that time, I've got to meet some really great, really great women who are just busting their ass out here in SoCal and in whether it's their own personal careers in the entertainment business or if it's in business and entrepreneurial pursuits. Um, so today is going to be episode one of my podcast, soon to be named. And my very first guest is my good friend, April Nelson. April, say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really glad you got got to be here. Found out a little bit about me. Yeah, I've seen porn, April. So judge wow. me. I'm so yeah. judging you. Yeah. Hardcore. So is my mother, because she might be listening to this. <laughs> Hopefully she's not. No one will judge you. <laughs> Everyone does it. It's fine. Um, yeah, so no, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with me on this. This is, guys, this has literally been thrown together last minute. I, I was having a conversation with another friend of mine and we, we are having one of those long, deep conversations kind of out of nowhere. And she says, you should make a podcast. And I say, I shouldn't. But after some time talking about it, that what, what the heck, what's the worst thing going to happen is no one's going to listen. Hopefully somebody does because conversations with April, for example, usually go really well. Uh, she's pretty smart. She's pretty <laughs> smart. She's doing a lot of great things right now. Um, we met, what, about two years ago almost? Close. I, it's a little less than two years. Don't make it. Don't make me feel that bad for being out here that long. <laughs> but oh my, oh my god! I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm just You've only been out here for two years, I've, and no one, not everybody knows your name. I have almost been out here for two years. In July, I will have been out here for two years. You know, I didn't realize that uh, we met in an acting class, and I didn't realize that you had just shown up. Yeah. In California at that time. Yeah, it had been a couple months since I. I guess I got into class with you in like October. Yeah. And I had just come out to LA um, the weekend of July 4th. 
Sweet. So it was definitely, I was still a newbie, for sure. <laughs> you know, I always hear it takes about, you're now born and raised, born and raised here in yeah. SoCal, but you know, I grew up in white suburbia, which is like an hour out of Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and it still feels like a transition. It is. Yeah. Now yeah. you're from, you're from Louisiana, right? Yes, Originally. I am. Yeah. I'm from just uh, north of New Orleans, a place called Mandeville, Louisiana. Don't know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't, and that's totally okay, but it's a great place, but very similar to what you're talking about where you're from, it's like white suburbia, like it just is um, a totally different transition from New Orleans, Yeah. and then a totally different transition like 100% to Los Angeles. It's mellow, like that, every yeah. time I go home at yeah. least, I have to be a little wary because everyone is so and when I chill. say mellow and when I say chill, it's a different kind of chill. It's just like they're, they're, they, they have their house, yeah. they have parking spots, mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to get comfortable out there. And I can imagine yeah. it's the same thing yeah. back home. Well, and being in the South is just like a totally different environment in general. Um, how so? Oh, how, how I is, wonder. How's it different than, than Southern California, Hollywood, all the yeah. liberals and whatnot? Yeah. Well, there definitely is a difference between <laughs> the red and blue out there. Um, it's very much so rooted in a more conservative culture. Uh, and um, growing up with pretty liberal parents in a conservative culture of Louisiana, um, I was privy to a different lifestyle as yeah. um, a kid growing up in Louisiana. So I grew up with a lot of the mindsets that my parents had about politics and about culture and about life. And then I went to school with a lot of people whose parents believed the complete opposite. <laughs> so I definitely had a melting pot of ideas always surrounding me, which I think helps make you a more open-minded human being. Mm -hmm. I don't know if like where you come from, I'm sure, because in California, even in the more, you know, suburban areas, there's a lot of conservative culture. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's actually really the funny thing. So I have a lot of family in, uh, Dallas, Texas, mm -hmm. Dallas, Fort Worth area. Yeah. You'd think standard cons conservative, right? But on the contrary, a lot of my cousins are pretty in the middle. I yeah. mean, and that's, that's the funny thing is like a lot of the people I meet at least, and I, I associate with dance that middle line. Yeah. And, and I grew up, um, yeah, in a, in an area where there was a lot of conservatism. And yeah. that is the funny thing. Like in Cal, everyone thinks, oh, everyone in California is liberal. No. Like, On the yeah. contrary, you have many, many people who are God-fearing um, yeah. Republican right-wingers. And that's fine. Some of my best friends believe yeah. a lot of those things. So supported it, Well, not... <laughs> <laughs> not many of my let's say this not many of my friends supported Donald Trump no. my mother did which was a surprise oh that's a, that's something for a different podcast yeah. episode god we still love all of them yes we do and yes. but the but what was cool was that I grew up with this interesting I think similar to you is yeah. this interesting viewpoint of seeing both sides and learning how to play the devil's advocate yeah. And learning to empathize, but also understand what someone else is talking about. And that's kind of the whole point of like this podcast. It's yeah. really the whole point is to figure out how to understand um, people who have grown up differently, specifically yeah. women. Because right. as a guy, I want to come to this as a guy trying to understand what the heck is it like for a 20-something, very pretty, Oh, blonde girl coming from the south, coming to Los Angeles and yeah. trying to make it um, really in this business in Los yeah. Angeles. So what have you been doing since you came here? 
Sure. What have you been up to? Yeah. What, what's, what are you doing right now? I guess I should give that background. Yeah. Um, the reason, obviously you already know that the reason that Ray and I met was through acting class. I moved out to Los Angeles, California after um, graduating from college in Oklahoma. I went to school for musical theater. And then I went back to Louisiana. I was performing at a regional theater there. And then I became Miss Louisiana for a year. I traveled. So Miss, so, <laughs> all right. So real quick, don't, I want to stop there because you, you're, you're about to run over it and you like to do that I like to do you like to do that a lot yeah. uh, so you were Miss Louisiana so that means you were all up into the heavy pageantry yeah because we've all seen baby boo-boo and whatnot was yes, that your life is it were you were you the baby boo-boo like, of the early 2000s it's honey boo-boo oh it's honey boo-boo I, mean, I don't even say it right what kind of your life here what oh kind of fan am <laughs> yeah I was not a honey boo-boo um okay I, I grew up acting and performing and singing and dancing. Yeah. I never did pageants when I was growing up. Um, I wasn't like into that and it wasn't part of my family life. My, both my parents are from California originally. Okay. Um, so pageant culture is not as big out here as it is in the South. Um, and so I didn't grow up with that mindset. And then I started really getting into pageants when I was in my teens. And it was an outlet for me to perform. Right. Like I said, I was always growing up singing and performing and being in musicals. And yeah. that's all I've ever wanted to do since I was, since I was like five. So like I always knew that I wanted to be doing something where I was performing um, as my career. And so pageants happened to be one of the best outlets for me as a performer to perform in front of a lot of people. Mm. Um, and... To, to basically get more airtime as a performer um, so that people could see my talent and also so that I could, in my own way, touch people's lives through my performance. And I really do genuinely believe that that's something you can do as a performer. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a show. I mean, in essence, in, in essence, it's a show. And I think yeah. everybody who gets up on a stage in some way, shape, or form wants to put on a show. And, oh, for sure. Right? And that's yeah. awesome. So you used the pageant life so to speak, yeah. to facilitate that. To facilitate all of my dreams, to be honest. I um, I mean, I came out here to Los Angeles right after I was done with Miss Louisiana, and I have started working as an actor and as a singer and a performer. And um, the things that I did as Miss Louisiana, I feel only prepared me and catapulted me into a better version of myself for this career awesome. because you're prepared not only to perform in front of so many people but also they provided all the scholarship money that I needed to <laughs> fulfill my education okay there let's go back to the I'm big thing they provided the cash money I they so did. you can go and uh, do your stuff Miss America is pretty amazing as far as that goes um so being able to I didn't know that yeah yeah I didn't know that's what they did it's that's what Miss America is if we're gonna go on the topic of Miss America and why because no one's talking about it right now what do you mean oh that's no right swimsuits yeah something yeah, swimsuits. like that um the the purpose of Miss America uh, is and has always been since I've been involved in it since I was 15 mm -hmm. um was that it's representing service style scholarship and success that is what Miss America is those are the four points of the crown. There's four points of the Miss America crown. <laughs> Everyone knows this if you're involved in Miss America. But scholarship is one of the main 
um, cinder blocks of Miss mm-hmm. America. It's one of the things that we pride ourselves on, and I earned over $120,000 in scholarship money, wow. paid off all my student loans, um, and, you know, that's because I was able to compete in the pageant and succeed and do well. Right. Um, and so it's not just what I was saying earlier, the <laughs> performance aspect of it, but you also can potentially win a lot of money yeah. um, and pay for your education. And it's not cash money. It's yeah. scholarship money. Scholarship money. So okay, so it's, it's not just money. Money dedicated towards your education. Got it. They don't just give you money. Um <laughs> And there are there are other pageant organizations too, like there's the Miss USA organization and the Miss America organization and the Miss Universe and other so stuff. So Miss right? Universe is actually um, all right. That's international. Miss Universe owns the Miss USA organization. Um, Got it. So when you see Miss USA on TV, um, formerly owned by Donald Trump, not owned by Donald Trump anymore, mm-hmm. um, you will not see a talent portion of the competition. That is Miss USA. Um, they'll, you'll see evening gown, you'll see a swimsuit competition, and you'll see an onstage question. Um, but you will not see the talent portion of the competition. Huh. It's not part of Miss USA. Miss America mm-hmm. is a talent competition, a scholarship organization, um, but it also includes, or did up until recently, <laughs> the lifestyle and swimsuit, yeah. um, which we say lifestyle and physical fitness, um, as well as evening gown, as well as on stage question and an interview. So, okay, cool. So let me, let me ask you more about that then since yeah. we're on it and, and stuff. Cause honestly, I think most people think of Miss America and most of these pageants as yeah. honest, like, pretty people doing pretty things. Right. I mean, really, I mean, I didn't yeah. know, uh, not until I met you and we, you know, became yeah. friends and started talking. I was like, Oh, they give money like for yeah. scholarships. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, but what is it? I mean, you say compete. I have a different, I come from sports. Yeah. I have a different mentality of what that means. What that means. What, is, what does that mean? What do you need to do to prepare for to Ms. get America. into something for like Miss America? Yeah. Yeah. So I say compete because it fully is a competition. And people, women. People get shanked. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I get There's it. There's no shame in the competition. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am sorry to disappoint you. That's unfortunate. Uh, we are pretty civil people, unlike you guys. Unlike no, you just guys. Kidding. Just Whoa, kidding. Whoa, unlike men. Yeah, because we shank all the time. That's just true. kidding. Um, but yeah, I. women prepare for months, if not years, to compete at Miss America or to compete at their local pageants. And there are lots of other pageants leading up to Miss America. Right. Um, so it's kind of like the the mountain that you have to climb to get it's there. It's the Super Bowl, so to speak, it of it. It is the Super Bowl of pageants for us. Right. Um, actually, you are less likely to have a daughter in Miss America than you are to have a son in the Super Bowl. Wow. I like them apples. I'm um, just saying. If you're a sports <laughs> yeah. person. Just know that I'm it's pretty harder. cool. You're, I'm, a, I'm April Nelson, and I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> I, I was Miss Louisiana in 2015, mm-hmm. um, so I competed in Miss America in 2016. Right. And I got third runner-up at Miss America, um, ended up winning even more scholarship money there, and winning the talent portion of the competition, which Which you were a singer. Which is what you sang, right? Yeah, I sang. Yeah. So I got to sing in front of millions of people on national TV, and that only helped catapult my career. Right. But also helped me, I think, as a performer, as an actor, as 
uh, activist, as a philanthropist, it only gives you more of a platform. If you can be more visible, mm -hmm. then why not? Um, and I think what you were saying earlier about it being a competition, like these, you don't realize like what these girls go through to get to the point where they're at Miss America and they're like in their the best physical shape of their life. I was definitely in the best physical <laughs> shape of my life. I was doing like two days. I was doing hardcore workouts, right. not something, not like crash dieting or anything like that. I was literally putting my body through the ringer as an athlete, um, which I think is really cool as from a sports right. perspective. Um, and a lot of girls have changed their complete mindsets about how they think about physical fitness and how they think about healthy habits as far as eating goes. Um, through doing the Miss America organization. And it, see, that's interesting to say for you as a competitor. And this, yeah. again, this is back in 2015, 2016, when you were really, yeah. Yeah, really in it heavily. Because the whole reason why I even brought this up to you and why I was like, hey, let's do this podcast yeah. was because I was reading my morning AP <laughs> News Associated Press, for those who don't. I've, I'm a nerd old man like that. And I'm yeah. reading through my Associated Press, and I see that, oh, Miss America is going to remove the swimsuit competition. And right there, front page on the interwebs for the app, yeah. is a line of gorgeous Miss American women, but there is April Nelson in a red in a red, <laughs> red bikini. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I sent you that. I said, oh my God, you were part of my morning read this morning. But we got yeah, into I the, it. I mean, you got so passionate about it because yeah. you feel that, or at least the way the article read, it seems like a reaction to what happened earlier this year, I think, mm -hmm. with the emails concerning yeah. one of the competitors. And this yeah. was the president or was the, it the CEO, the CEO speaking pretty negatively about the physical condition of one of the competitors. Yeah. Um, and this seems like a huge reaction to that environment, the now current Me Too movement, the push that's going on, not just in Hollywood, not just in LA, but all throughout America. Yeah. Um, but you have a different point of view on it, at least, yeah. at, at least the way you looked at it. Well, the way I looked at it was, um, number one, uh, Miss America was founded in 1921. Yeah. It was founded as a bathing beauty competition. It was strictly a swimsuit competition. Right. Beauty um, pageant. Literally, like, beauty the pageant, basic definition um, of it. And it was for women to, to earn money. Um, and I... And also, the reason that the bathing beauty competition came about was so that um, Atlantic City could keep tourists in Atlantic City ah. um, during the rest of their Labor Day holidays. Um, and so... Because nothing keeps people like pretty girls in bathing suits. Gotta love it. <laughs> uh, but, yes, that does sound archaic when you think of it that way. In the 1920s. In the 1920s. Yeah. Um, and we've come so far from there. We've... I'm, we are the largest um, scholarship organization for women in the entire world. The largest nonprofit scholarship organization for women in the entire world, which to me is sad that we're the largest one. Like, there should be more. And I, and, but the thing is, like, I don't know anything about it. You yeah. Know? I mean, like the and thing, a lot I, of people I, don't. I had no idea about that. And, and, and I say this too as a brother. I have a yeah. sister. I have now a brand new niece, and I think mm -hmm. about that kind of stuff. But I think about these pageants and this Mer Miss America. Yeah. And also, I'm like, yeah, swimsuits because they're hot women. So how do you respond to that when that's how people right. kind of think about it? And that's kind of what's put out there. Right, right, right. The swimsuit lifestyle and fitness competition has never been about pleasing men. Mm -hmm. It never has been. It has always been. Except for maybe the 1920s. <laughs> Maybe in the 1920s it might happen. Um, but since coming out of the Dark Ages, mm -hmm. 
we have never made it about pleasing men or having something for them to feast their eyes on. The swimsuit competition has always been about lifestyle and fitness. It's been about healthy women showing their hard work, but also it's about women uh, empowering themselves to, to do the things that make them maybe feel a little scared or nervous and to be confident mm -hmm. about that. And I think that the way that Miss America went about rebranding this the organization in Miss America 2.0, making it now a competition and taking away the swimsuit and lifestyle and fitness portion of the competition, as well as revamping the evening gown, um, is almost giving in to the Me Too movement in a different way. What do you mean? I think that it is almost shielding femininity and shielding women to have the right to choose what they do. Mm -hmm. And we are shielding our women because we're saying, you know what, men are going to look at them this way and, and, and we just shouldn't have that. And men are going to see them this way and, and men are going to do this. And this was the response to that. And it's never been about men. It's always been about us. Right. When I dress up for my friends, I dress up for my friends. I don't dress up for guys that I go out with. I don't even dress up for my boyfriend. I dress <laughs> up for my girlfriends. Right. Like, I dress up for me. It is not anything having to do with the Me Too movement. It makes me sad that they've basically taken this, what could have been a great move on Miss America's part, to revamp the competition, to show how intellectual, how intellectual and also how amazing our women are as far as, you know, career-driven, STEM-oriented. Mm -hmm. um, we have women, I have friends who are lawyers, doctors, anchors, I mean, you name it, they do it. So I think it's sad that we took the direction of we need to eliminate swimsuit because of men, because of me too. Right. Um, Instead of saying, you know what, we're going to keep swimsuit, lifestyle and fitness, show people that we can do it all. Right. Be more inclusive, which is what we need to be. That's something that I completely agree with. Be more inclusive. Have more body types represented in the right. Miss America organization. Have more people represented in the Miss America organization. And then showcase these women's intellect. Showcase their platforms. Each girl has a platform. Each girl has something that they stand for, right. that they speak about on a year-long basis as a title holder, and also raise money for. So showcase those things, and also showcase them with the fact that we can be confident women who walk in five-inch heels <laughs> in a bikini and look amazing. I right. don't think that you need to remove things from womanhood and from femininity in order to appease the the men in this world and the and, me too. And I think and I think what you said right there is like the appeasement of men, making sure the men are okay. We gotta make yeah. sure the guys don't get too riled up looking at all these all these yeah. pretty half naked women. So we gotta take them off TV completely versus, well, why can't it be something where this means more than that? I mean exactly. because I but I look at it too as as again, I think what is it what's the representation? What does it stand for, right? Again, I had no idea what the other aspects of Miss America, America was. 
So you say in the it says lifestyle and fitness, like are there physical competitions in it? I've not seen a Miss America and freaking I don't even know. Right, right, right. So is there like an obstacle yeah. course? Is there a sprint? Like right, like where's that fitness or is it purely physical, almost it's like a bodybuilding like a competition? Bodybuilding competition. Um because you you can't have bodybuilders in a bodybuilding competition go in and lift weights or right. show you. Um, because what that's doing. a different competition. It's yeah. a weightlifting competition. So yeah. it's a physique competition it Mm -hmm. is based on health and wellness and lifestyle which is I think drastically changed most of how we all have used our health and lifestyles as competitors I was talking about this the other day with Dan and my boyfriend Dan's the boyfriend my boyfriend who was trying to also play a devil's advocate with me and expressing his opinions aka piss her off no no i'm kidding <laughs> my, well and i'm open to, i'm open to like everyone's opinions i i hear mm-hmm. that miss america needs more inclusion i told him i think it would be really funny if they started a american ninja warrior like part of the with, competition with Miss America. <laughs> you know what you know what though that would be, be a so pretty legit. that would be a pretty legit in terms of fitness yeah. and lifestyle because you know and I think of this I'm a huge Olympic weightlifter fan yeah. I, I love the Pan Ams and the way America's going and so much inclusion with women now so many more women are getting into uh weightlifting yeah. and training and for me that's that's something I get hyped on because um I always thought it funny I've had a lot of friends yeah. who were scared to go into the gym. She says, I don't want to look like a guy though. I don't want to look, look, hate to break it to you. Physically, it is impossible for you to look, for like, you to a look like a guy <laughs> unless you specifically take something and or train uh, for years and years and years. Yeah. So weight training is extremely helpful. But going out sports wise, a lot of women are fine. Or girls, women are allowed to go into these fields, like starting from age 12 now yeah. and moving. And I'm seeing this, right? Yeah. But then I see something like the Miss America. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I think, okay, maybe this is like bodybuilding, but I've seen bodybuilding competitions, both right. natural and unnatural um, leagues. And it is night and day because I don't see that body type in the in queen of femininity, so to speak, which is Miss America. Right. And so that that's interesting that you say about that inclusion. Does that include that, a woman who, hey, she is physically for, ha- compared to someone yeah. like yourself who is yeah. lean, who is not as bulked out? Yeah, we have had girls who are bodybuilders. Um, just this last Miss America competition, there was a girl who was a bodybuilder. Oh, sweet. And she, she was ripped. I mean, <laughs> she, she looked amazing. Did she and win that fitness, hopefully, the she, fitness bikini? Um, she, I think she did. Oh, I can't remember. I, well, maybe she did. It didn't. was one of the preliminary nights. Got it. Um, so she didn't go on to the finals, but she she looked amazing. And what I can say to that is that everyone has different. That this is the inclusion part. Mm-hmm. Is that everyone has different body types. I have girlfriends that have struggled with gaining weight for a really long time. They're very thin people, and um, have always been. And just putting on some muscle tone for them to get ready for Miss America was a feat in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they would never they would never be able to compete in a bodybuilding competition. Um, but Miss America was made for people like that. And right. we are inclusive. Like we probably eight out of the last ten Miss Americas have not been the thinnest person or the most fit person mm-hmm. that we've had on that stage. Um, because to speak to that as well the swimsuit, the lifestyle and fitness portion of the competition, Mm -hmm. it's less and less to do with how perfect your body is and 
more and more to do with how confident you are walking with that body. Right. And I think that's something to be said for the competition as well. It's like, we don't want to shame women. We don't want to cover up what makes them women. Like, what makes you have this beautiful feminine body, it's, I just feel like it's a sad thing to, to cover it up and say, you know what, this, this doesn't fit, <laughs> this doesn't have a place in society yeah. anymore. And women go to, we are in bikinis often. Right, especially uh, here in SoCal. Yeah, God we love damn, the do beach. I love California. Uh, you gotta love it. <laughs> but I, that's my thing is just, to me, I don't think that taking this move to covering women up is the best possible move. And I was listening, I was telling you earlier, it's about the branding of Miss America. Right. Number one, the first thing that everyone has talked about since all of this has come out has been about swimsuits. Right. And then I've heard, quote unquote, bikini competition, things like that. That is not what what our goal is. And that's not what their goal is, I think, as Miss America um, the organization to have people talking about girls in swimsuits. Right. What they want from this to stem from this is to have people talk more about the girls, um, what they do in their, in their daily lives, uh, the things they do as far as outreach goes, the things they do as far as volunteering, as far as philanthropy goes, and then the platforms that they stand on. And like I said, their intellectual prowess, like, what we have girls that go to Harvard and Brown and right. Yale, like these are fantastic women and are getting into big career, like yeah, big political, huge move, right? I mean, whether it's getting into politics, doctors. Yeah. The the point I always thought, and in, in talking with you, I yeah. learned more about this is that this is something that is supposed to help in a way the cream of the crop. I mean, these are supposed to be the next leaders, exactly. so to speak, of America, and it's giving these women a platform to spread their ideas, their right. ambitions, their goals, and I. I want it to continue to be a platform to help women spread those things. But there won't be a platform if we don't have an identity as what Miss America is. Mm -hmm. And clearly, it's a misrepresented identity at the moment. Right. It seems to be having that identity crisis. Like, are we... It seems like right now, it's kind of like the 60s, 70s, where it's a huge fight between ideas Mm -hmm. and the old and the new and... Because of that, we got the pendulum swinging extreme directions. Yeah. Because we're trying to overcorrect in a lot of things, but whether it's politically, social issues, and now even with Miss America, they're like, okay, we don't know how to fix the issue. So let's just make sure we know we got 0% blame. Like, well, you can't say it's all about the sex and look how pretty these women are when we cover them up. And so that can't be an issue. Exactly. Huge overcorrect, right? Right. At some point, there's got to be a rebalance and it's probably going to come the other way. And I think that if you're willing and able to take care of yourself physically, having strong physical fitness so you can take care of yourself, show a good example what you should do. Again, healthy choices. And these girls are role models for a lot of young girls. Right. You can take care of yourself yeah. physically, but also you don't. You can be more than that. You can be a fit doctor. A you fit doctor. You can be doc- a fit scientist. You right. can be someone who cares about their physical and mental health just as much as you care about your career and and also succeed in all of those things. And that's what Miss America has always been is that she's the most well, well-rounded. I can't Wait a bit. Well, uh, that's well, why you got third. You no, got I'm kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> that, Come on. Dude. 
No, that's not true. I'm sorry. <laughs> what no. I was saying <laughs> is that she can be the most well-rounded individual mm -hmm. in a room, command a presence, which all comes from all of these portions of the competition that have been in place since for a long time and long things time. have been added to the competition um and changed obviously because changed. this isn't this is no longer a competition in atlantic city that's meant to keep tourists exactly. in town exactly and now i mean what they're doing now is changing it to a quote-unquote competition um it's no longer going to be referred to as a pageant part of semantics the, almost i mean but it, it's it's interesting because they don't think it's semantics we do you know the layperson, you and right. I, out here, and I'm not even a layperson. And you're person. a competitor. Yeah. yeah, you you compete. You um, literally competed. They in it. say it's semantics because people will always picture Miss America. It's almost a hundred years old. Yeah, it's an institution, and people will not forget that. And I think that's the biggest mistake that they're making because I fully support being a part of that organization was crucial for my life and crucial to my education, crucial right. to um, me growing as a, as a woman. Um, but what I hope they gain from this, which I don't think they have the wherewithal nor the direction yet, mm. um, is what we've gained, the girls that I know who have competed, and that is a strong sense of self. And Miss America, at this moment, I don't think they know who they are. Which wow. is it, it? That's heartbreaking to right. us because we've been so invested, and there are a lot. It's a vol completely volunteer organization. There are only six paid staff total wow. for the Miss America organization. So, and they get paid bank. Yeah, no, they, no it's, they, it's, I have no idea. And they don't. They really don't make very much. And it is. It's a nonprofit organization, so um, it really does have a lot of followers and a lot of people who care deeply about it um, and have given back to the organization. And I think that the people who are in power of the organization mm -hmm. right now really, really need to genuinely take steps to make sure that Miss America has its own identity and that it's not piggybacking off of anything that's going on right now. Right. Um, I think in hopes that, of covering its own ass, so to speak. Almost, yeah. yeah. And I, I just don't Because that's what it looked like to me. At least that's what it felt a little bit. Like, what Miss America's already done is fired all of the people that were responsible for the horrible emails that came out about Mallory Hagen and the things that happened um, going into that. And that was the right move. But this rebranding, although needed, is not, to me, the right step of rebranding. Because... Mm -hmm. They don't know what rebrand they're they're presenting. They right. don't know what the new brand is. And I'm a super perfectionist <laughs> and I love to be prepared. And I just think you don't present something unless you know 110% what you're doing and right. what you're talking about and um and who you are. So and just like us with like yeah. acting in a scene. Like you right. don't go into a scene not knowing what the heck you're doing. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ray goes into scenes. I never know what I'm doing. <laughs> Just wing it. That's my least favorite phrase yeah. in all of history, <laughs> by the way. I, Dan can tell you that. Really? Mine is flip a bitch. Really? I don't like it. Don't like it. When I'm driving, someone says, oh, just flip a bitch. I'm like, shut, it, shut your mouth. I, I don't even, I don't know why. It, it's weird. It I've gets never, under my skin. I like never hear that. 
that, that you never hear that, that term? phrase. Yeah. Maybe it's a white suburban term in SoCal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. But no, I, I no. understand. Like it's in terms of tr- they're just doing things right now, reacting. Yeah. It's all about reacting and reacting to the circumstances versus what is the plan. Though. And in my opinion, that's c- kind of the climate of the entire United States at the moment. Right now, like we we react to everything. Right. And we overreact in my opinion we overreact to everything and we have a very reactive president right now um it's a very reactive climate because i think people who are in power manipulate the climate Mm -hmm. of the country um and so everyone is reactive starts from the top to the bottom so to speak it does and i think that's why i'm saying i i never want to be so aggressive towards like the Miss America organization or anyone who doesn't see my point of view the exact same way. But I always wish that there was at least a compromise. Um, And that's the same thing with politics. Um, I think it's so important for us always to have an open dialogue with each other and be able to see both sides and somehow come to a legitimate agreement without being so reactive right. all the time and explosive. And I think understand this, it goes back to understanding, which is kind of yeah. the point of this podcast, is to take the time to understand what is going on with a topic, yeah. what is going on with someone specifically who's in it. You know, that's why I hit you up. I said, okay, I know April, yeah. you keep, I mean, you guys still keep, there's a community of people oh, yeah. who have competed in these competitions I've who been in, follow what's going on. I've And I've also been in, like, some of the girls that I've competed with weddings. So we're all oh my we're God. friends. Best friends. We're with besties. shanks. We with don't, shanks. We don't shank each you com- other. I feel like you compare men. Shanking like, who, at a wedding. Ew, do you oh, hear Stacey marrying? Oh, my God. No, that's awful. That's judging on people. Ch- I don't know. We try not to. Uh, but, you know, I think I have the perfect thing, though. Is yeah. if we combine keep the fitness aspect, combine Miss America and CrossFit. Yeah. Those CrossFit games. Yeah. And just have some badass beers. Okay. Get, just start you moving weight. Let's do it. I'll, <laughs> I will make that connection. You watch in the next 10 years, there's going to be some kind oh, of Miss weird. Miss America CrossFit. Miss America CrossFit. And it's going to be, they're going to win all, they're going to win all those physical competitions. I won't oh, lie. And it's going to always come down to that talent portion, like a movie. I just no, because I've seen that. Oh, never mind. I've seen CrossFit girls rock evening gowns. I'm sorry, all pure Miss America are going to lose CrossFit. Pure, so <laughs> pure, all, like pure If you're just pure Miss America, you're going to lose to a CrossFitter. That's just what's going to happen. I do. No. I think <laughs> there are ways to explore other options of presenting this, and yeah. also, but there was no input from anybody else other than the board members that chose this outcome for Miss America. So we just kind of have to like sit back and watch it all happen, which yeah. is. Literally what I think we are doing with this country. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, oh gosh, here's the great question. And I meant out. I meant to open with this. And I remember, I just forgot. Yeah. Did you vote yesterday? You know what? Timestamp on this. Oh gosh, timestamp. The day stamp. after vote. Did time you? Stamp. Did you? Miss Louisiana 2015, third runner up to Miss America 2016, April Nelson. Did you vote yesterday? <sighs> I did. Yes. She did. Okay. You almost, you I was almost really. Like, oh my gosh. No. I know. I was really waiting for the knot because that would have been no, freaking hilarious because I had a whole stick like ready to go no. and I've been working it. Because if she did not, 
then she can't Co be. More like Miss Communist, am I right? Yeah, goes the uh, fake audience I applause. Did, right I did there. vote yesterday. No. It's bad though. I don't feel like I was as up on the candidates. As it's really been. hard. It's really it's hard. It's really hard to no. stay up to date. You know, I had a conversation with one of the ballot people there. Yeah. And you know, it would be really great if the local news would have a specific segment yeah. for this time of of the year mm -hmm. where they help inform you on some of these people yeah because i knew the names of maybe three and i'm like my, crap it it's weird because it's difficult to get information that isn't skewed right you know what i mean yeah. like you see one version from one you see the fox news side you see the cnn side you see right. the MBC, msnbc side of everything no and, one watches pbs yeah no one no. uh but <laughs> it's just i there is hardly any unbiased news these yeah. days and so that's what my biggest problem is with these especially with smaller elections mm -hmm. is that i always feel like i'm going in a little bit blind which i hate like i already just You're talked about being she's in there freaking out just like throwing paint ballots at women i just feel like children. I, sh I should know more you know yeah I just got my, I just got my California license not too long ago. I've been here for a hot second. Um, she hasn't driven at all. Casual. But when, I, I mean, half of it was just so I could register to vote. And also because I don't want what happened in our previous election to mm -hmm. happen again. And it does start with those, uh, the smaller people, you know, the yeah. smaller part of the whole. But like I said, it's so hard for me to really be as informed as I think I should be. Do people hold time. that on you? Like, hey, yo, Miss America, yeah. together. You know, <laughs> why Why don't you know what's going on type of thing? I mean, yeah, what happens okay. to you now? So now, like, you're well past that. Yeah. And, like, you know, that's that was a few only a few years ago. But, yeah. but really, you're not, you don't do the pageant stuff. Now you're fully focused on acting and, yeah. and your career here in L.A. So how, one, how has that prepared you? I mean, we talked a little bit of earlier about how yeah. you've been prepared for it. So what's the benefit now? Like, what are you up, what are you doing right now? Um, well, LA is totally different from anything that I was ever prepared for, whether it be <laughs> in school or in Louisiana. Um, culturally, it's different. And my lifestyle, the year before I came out here was so different. Right. I was traveling around every other day many miles right. um, in a car and going to speak to a lot of kids about volunteering and getting involved in that the That explains why you spoke so high when we talked all the time. You like yeah, when you were oh kids. Like, I am Yeah. Seriously, I love your belt. What the exactly. fuck what are you talking about? <laughs> that's why I speak like a teacher all that's the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's what I did for a year. And then I worked as an ambassador for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals for the year. So I would go to one of our five hospitals in Louisiana, work with the kids there, um, work with the staff there. And then also I'd be giving speeches on many different topics. And I worked <laughs> with about six different organizations throughout the year, whether it be huge corporations like Louisiana Propane Dealers or um, Tobacco Free Living Campaign, the Governor's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports, stuff like that. So that, going out to L.A., <laughs> And dressing up every day and, like, looking like a princess um, because you do have to present this put-togetherness, I right. think, as a Miss Louisiana. Because a lot of girls really do think that you are a princess. And they're like, oh, my gosh. I mean, that's how you're put out. Yeah. Really? And, and also, 
people are super impressed by like what you say and I think a lot of people get it once we speak and once we get to the point. <laughs> You're not all, <laughs> but not you know what a map is. Yeah, like, I you know. Guys are yeah, not such educated. as yes. um, <laughs> Everyone has seen that terrible are. YouTube video yes. of some pageant gal saying some yes. terrible answer. Miss Teen USA. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Um, but yes, it. I think going from that and then coming out here was like a huge adjustment for mm-hmm. me. And so just that alone, I loved like picking up and going right after. Because a lot of right. girls after that year, they're like, I need a break. You know, I need to just like yeah. And I, I literally moved the next day. Awesome. I did a road trip with my mom for like a week and a half. We did the Grand Canyon, like hiked 13 miles in, 13 miles out. Had a whole indie movie. Yeah. Life Got stung by a on. scorpion. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, so are you like super powered scorpion girl? Pretty now? much. That's pretty like, awesome. Like Spider Man, watch out, <laughs> scorpion girl coming through. Um, but yeah, I just getting out to LA has been such a interesting journey and such an interesting experience as far as learning the business of Hollywood yeah. and learning the business of what it is that goes into making films, goes mm-hmm. into making TV who you have to know of what you have to do, the things you need to be prepared for as far as the administrative aspect of being an actor. And is that type of work like similar to kind of what you've been doing? I mean, from what I know, we've Mm -hmm. talked a lot, you know, you've been in a lot of work outside where now you're doing things that you're at least in the field, in the business. I mean, you sing regularly, constantly on now, it seems like in the air, going somewhere. (laughs) But is that prep from Miss America? Like you getting, being used to prep all the time for this big event. Now you're prepping where every audition is that event. Is that event? Every show is that event. It really is. It does prepare you kind of like roll with the punches and just go with whatever like comes at you yeah and go with the flow um and also be prepared for anything which is great in the audition aspect because you know like going into an audition sometimes they're like uh do this instead and you're like i did not prepare that but okay i'm a perfectionist Um, okay sure fine yeah i'll do it but also owning more of like who you are as a person and like your specific skill set as an actor or as a performer, as a singer is extremely important. It's something that I think I learned from competing in the organization. And now I do, I sing a lot. Um, I sing with a group called the Beverly Bells and we travel quite a bit. We're in contract with Disney Cruise Line. So we have done uh, Alaska Cruise Line and then we've, um, we're going to do some um, in Puerto Vallarta out of San Diego and some out of Texas, and we perform all over the country as well. I also perform with another guy um, singing opera, and I sing here too whenever I can. Um, she does real singing, real not this, <laughs> not this hip hop, rock and roll, flobbity gook. She does the classics like Viking calls. The Viking calls. <laughs> I what I would love to do is to be able. I'm starting to write my own music. That's awesome. And I'm starting. To I want to record with some people and just create my own YouTube channel, start making my own stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've been wanting to do with film, too. And I've started writing uh, some <laughs> short Whoa! I, I didn't know this! Well, it's a recent Great. thing. But I do think that us as actors, especially now knowing, being out here for almost two years, 
that you and I have both realized that the industry has changed so much mm-hmm. and is changing in a great way. Like streaming is making things super possible that used to be impossible. And, um, you have to be multifaceted. Right. So you can't just be an actor. I can't just walk into a room and be like, I'm an actor. People are like, yeah, and what else do you do? Right. They, and it's, that's not like, what is your day job? It's like, what else do you do in combination with your art? Right. So you can't just go and be an actor anymore. I don't think. I think the most successful people that I know in this business are doing multiple things they're learning all the time Mm -hmm. and I feel like once I got my grip on LA like I realized that that was important for me to do as well so if I'm going to be pursuing music and film and theater and acting and tv and stuff I better know how it's made I need to know if I can try to contribute in some way um if you're not working all the time as an actor um and opportunities present themselves all the time, you know, to do other things. I, just like you, love acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like... I do. It's true. I'm very dramatic and theatrical. So dramatic. <laughs> so theatrical. <laughs> Not but really. I, I think no. you realize just as much as I do the importance of being multifaceted. Yeah. And being able to be a jack of all trades or a jill of or, all trades. A very well-rounded person, yeah. if not the most well-rounded person in America. Miss America reference all <laughs> the way around. See, back. and it's and so Miss America prepares you for a long life of struggle to be an actor, to be an actor, and, and be an broke. artist in Hollywood. <laughs> That's Miss America, right? Uh, no, April, thank you so much. So we're yeah. we're running up on that time frame. Yeah. I know, but almost an hour now. We've been Look chatting. At that. This is great. That wasn't my original intention with this podcast episode but that's what happened i seriously could talk to you so much more about this because when we didn't even we can hitting, talk more about women well we, well all those facets everything you're going to be getting into everything you're doing everything you talked about as a writer as an actor as yeah. maybe a director producer one day who knows you're a tough cookie don't scare me you know all this stuff it, it's now it's interesting to see how people are reacting to it because there's yeah. more opportunities for women and minorities. I'm half Mexican and half whatever white my dad is, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all don't care. White people don't care what no, kind of white don't. they are. We really, no. they really don't. Yeah. Really don't. I have been told Most of off. Most don't know. I have been told <laughs> off by a homeless Mexican woman. Really? Because I, I don't speak Spanish, but I knew enough that she was giving me crap for not speaking Spanish. Not oh. once have I ever been given crap by my dad who might be French-Canadian, I don't know, about not speaking French. So that's all I'm saying. Just saying. But the point I'm really trying... Backtrack. The point point I'm trying to make, though, is that right now it's really interesting to see what's happening with the big pendulum swings. Yeah. And the big, big changes that are happening, not just just in business and not just in art, just about your day-to-day interactions and trying to take that moment of where are you coming from. Right. Honestly... Okay, yeah, they got rid of these, you know, swimsuit competitions. Yeah. Why? Because it's pretty people doing pretty things. And yeah. that was, you know, my honest-to-God original mindset of it. Most people. And most that. people, and it seems to be reaction is, honestly, a lot of people think, yeah, sure. Now now anyone can go do it, you know? Yay. But there's that, that idea that this is just an over-the-top feminist, you know, reaction. Yeah. But to hear from someone who competed in it, what it did for them, what it still does for you. Yeah. 
and what you had to do to get there, it's not as easy as, oh, April Nelson just so happens to be very pretty, blonde, and tall, and she can sing. So, yeah, easily she could be Miss America. Yeah. There's a lot of work in it. There is. There's a ton of work in it. And I don't think it is... I, I think there is a place for inclusion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I don't think it is for everyone. Because I think it takes a certain type of person to to push themselves to right. that point. To, to push themselves in all aspects of that competition. And if we find out what the new identity of Miss America is, then we'll know what those people, who those people are that can push themselves and how inclusive we can be. Yeah. And I absolutely am open to inclusivity in all aspects of life. Like I was just saying, and you were just saying, like, women are killing the game right now. They really killing freaking the game. are. Um, and that's super exciting for us. And yeah. I'm happy to open the dialogue with a lot of different people about these kinds of topics and figuring out uh, what the new place for women is and um, what we can do to try and maintain some of our traditional amazing femininity. Right, because you are different. That's the whole fact. Different isn't bad. It's not lesser. It's different. Different. And that's, I think there are ways to meld all of these things together. Um, but it's just like we were talking earlier, like excluding things and taking things away and not listening to the other side of every story mm-hmm. and not including both sides, whether it be, you know, including the swimsuit side or the other, right. if we're going to talk about that. Um, but including both sides of every story. And take that into consideration. Take it all into consideration, put it together and really try to open a dialogue between people because that is what's going to drive us forward. What will drive us backward is putting a wedge between people and not trying to understand uh, where everyone is coming from. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I know what you mean. that's something that we can do as it, just as you go further <laughs> in your podcasting <laughs> because I think it's something that's totally necessary. Like you as a guy taking the steps to be like, a guy who loves sports and is a guy's guy, like, take the steps to understand women and take the steps to, like, understand what's going on right now in the current climate um, of our country and our world uh, is so important, you know? Well, it's, thanks, yeah. It's really cool, and I think it's it, it, it'll help progress a lot of things, too, as far as your friends knowing that you are trying to understand from all aspects. Right. And, as much as we can open up dialogues about any of these things, I think the more we grow to understand both sides of every issue. And that's what our objective is. And that, and that really is. That's the whole point of all of this. Yeah. And uh, it's just going to more so establish my role as the greatest emperor of the friend zone <laughs> ever in the history of mankind. <laughs> April, watch. Yeah, watch out. April, thank you so much for coming on and, so and well. letting me let me talk to you about this and yeah. opening up and um, getting passionate about it. That's yeah. that's the whole point, too. I want to talk to people who are passionate about what they're doing and their beliefs. And totally. 
I could really feel that. So anybody listening to this podcast, where can they find you, April, if they want to talk to you, open up dialogues, dialogue. um, try to take you away from your man, that kind of thing. Oh, my god! I'm just kidding, guys. Don't do the last thing. <laughs> god, that was such a dude thing to say. Idiot. I told you. Idiot. I'll forgive you. <laughs> I'll forgive you because you're open and inclusive. I get it. Um, you can you can always find me on uh, Instagram is one of the best ways to, mm-hmm. to find anything. It's at April Lynn Nelson. Uh, the full name. The full name. Um, I think there's three ends up in there. Actually, there's probably like four ends up in there. Look um, up April Lynn Nelson. Yeah. Um, you'll see me, and I am blonde as Ray. <laughs> I will put, don't worry, I will put a picture up when I post this thing. <laughs> yes. They will know um, what you look like. And you can also find me on, uh, I guess, Facebook and all that good stuff. And I'm trying to be more active on Twitter, but it's the hardest thing ever. <laughs> uh, well, what's your Twitter handle one more before? I don't even know. She doesn't even know. So let's what look it up. What even is my Twitter handle? I don't I- know. Like... I just know that I'm April Nelson, and I sometimes tweet like, "Ah, what's this thing? Casting director like me?" Well, you got some great. Well, you got some great ideas and good thoughts, so you should definitely put them out there in some facet. I'm glad yeah. that I get I got to uh, get some of that with you today. Jeez. So, guys, this is the conclusion then of Ray's whatever the heck I'm going to name this podcast because I do not know yet. Uh, we'll but again, yeah. We'll, we'll brainstorm it. Uh, <laughs> but thank you so much for listening in. Hopefully you made it to the end here. And this is going to be hopefully the continuation of a long-running uh, podcast where I just, yeah, I talk to women about what they're doing, what they're thinking, and try a little bit to understand. Realistically, it's not that hard because we're all, we're all literally human beings. So it's not that bad. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, have a great day. Say bye, April. That was aggressive by me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey, thanks for making it to the end of episode one of my new podcast, My Understanding, where I sit down with women from all kinds of fields and try to understand what life is for them. Really appreciate you listening to this whole thing here. You can find us on Stitcher and soon iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Ray Holdridge then two Roman numerals. Oh, and of course, thank you to Medium Studios for putting on the final touches on this podcast here. Uh, So other than that, guys, hope you have a great day and check out next week's episode, My Understanding, my podcast.